Blog Talk Radio.
True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yahweh's radio, Thursday of the Feast of Dedication. Worldwide. International radio broadcast, Yaqua's Radio, is now on the air. This is a feast of dedication, the third day, the same feast that the Almighty Son in St. John chapter 10, verse 22 and 23, he was keeping this feast radio called the Feast of Dedication. The Feast of Dedication starts the true meaning of December the 25th. In 148, the children of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon regained and captured their land and temple back. They lost it on 145 B.C. on December 25th. Yahweh let them hold that thing down for three years. Then he sent Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon from the southern kingdom of Judah to take them down. And they said in the books that was taken away from you by the Protestant church in 1885, and now they got a word called only called the Apocrypha books. And you say, well, what that word mean? All them is. Them, them is called the hidden mystery books. No, there ain't no mystery, to, no mystery to them. Just tell the truth. The Protestant church removed them out of the book because in the original King James Bible, 1611, you got all 80 books in there. In the original King James, go to your computer and put how many books deals in the original 1611 King James Bible. Then you'll find out it was 80 books. You say, well, my preacher don't teach out of the 80 books. Well, your, your, your preacher don't teach out of it because he's upon a religion called Christianity. And Christianity understands one thing. If you teach out of the 80 books, it's going to reveal things that don't want a Christian to know the true meaning that the people of the book was never Christians. They done the law, statutes, and the commandments, and that's what they were given to do, and that's what they always did. So now it's live broadcasting. Um, so one of the Muslims came on the broadcast. So what we gonna do? We gonna get right to it now. Well, we got one of the mothers to come on. My fact, two of the Muslims came on. Mother. E and Mother Z. 
So that's a great thing. So we can get something going on the third day of the feast. Remember one thing, Sierra, get in where you fit in at. Our third day of the feast, and this feast goes just like tabernacle goes. It goes all the way through for eight straight days. So we'll be on this broadcast for eight straight days. We ain't going to miss a beat. And remember, all broadcasting starts on feast days at 7.30. Although those will come early on the temple site. And to get in where they fit in at, you know, temple's always ready to go. And matter of fact, all camps too. Coming out of South Carolina, number six. Baltimore, Maryland, number five. Detroit, Michigan, number four. Number three, Kankakee, Illinois. Number two, Springfield, Illinois. Number one. Chicago, Illinois. So you, if you within within 70 miles of any one of them locations, get in where you've been in it. And we got some more organizations have is talking about joining to be a camp. But like I said again, you got to have some more word in you. Just not. This is ain't just based upon a bunch of numbers. You have to know something. So just keep on listening to the broadcast and learning, and we'll help you out all the way. But one thing about it, we do know sooner or later, it will be a school, banquet hall, radio station, land to grow our own food. So you got to put it out there, Steve Wright. You got to talk about it. But one thing about it, it's going to happen. Land, school, banquet hall, radio station, it's going to happen. You got to talk about it. And the serious job is to bring it to you, your attention. We got to get in where we fit in at. That's the key. Get in. Where you been in it? When Almighty puts something on you, then He puts He's putting it on you. You got it good. All right. So let's see. If we bring one of the mothers in out of Camp One and see if she ready to hold that microphone on the third day of the Feast of Dedication. This is it, number three. Remember, all feast day starts and Sabbath day start when the sun set. So the sun ever set. And that's kicking off the third day of the feast. Man's time is 12.01. Yahweh's time is um, when the sun sets. So before we bring our mother in, we're going to bring our elder in, because he's going to tell you all about the broadcast on the third day of the feast day. And then mother, then we bring the mothers in, and we'll get something going on on the third day of the feast day. But our elder have came on the scene. So... <laughs> Elder Mr. Teal is on the scene, so we're going to bring our elder in, and he'll tell you all about the broadcast, the third day of the Feast of Dedication. He'll tell you all about it. And then what we'll do, we'll bring the mothers in, and the elder, and we'll, just, we'll get something going on, spirit-led through Yaquah. So when you meet our elder, with a loud voice, you say, Elder Mr. Teal, Israel, Yaquah beat you there, see right. And Yaquah bless you, see Israel, see Israel. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. What did we do, Noel? The fox tail hair been lit, and the curtain hair went up, and the feast of dedication is the third day of the feast of dedication. So, um, uh, address this national audience. It's over 900,000 strong, and, and they saying, what happened to the broadcast? But now they say, we're ready here. So, just catch up on the seal. That's all we want to do, catch up and keep it moving. So that's a great thing. 
So now we we ready to go and Elder Mr. Kills take your time and address this national audience over nine hundred thousand strong on the international side and take your time and get a little long with it while grab back and take notes and drink some herbal hot tea there. You on the clock, come on. <laughs> well, once again, Yaquan Bush is here, Israel. And thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. And I guess it would be a common thing for everyone to wonder, what happened to the broadcast? Actually, nothing has happened to the broadcast. It's the people that control it. The only thing they don't control is the word of Yahweh. And that's what we're in in the six and only camps. You have to remember, we're vested in the word of Yahweh. We reach out and try to help those that need help. And we give them the word, which encourages their spirit. And sinks in their mind the word of Yahweh. And doing that, their spirit will encourage others. And we do this work because it's already told us in the book of uh, Hebrews, chapter 6, verse number 10. It tells us, for Yahweh is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love that showed toward his name and that you have ministered to the saints and we minister. And we take pride in ministering the word of Yahweh. And others that know that, they come to listen. They hear a lot of things that they uh, have not heard before. Some accept it and some don't. There's problems in the world also that people don't think is actually problems. But you hear it from the elder people. Why is it that the young people of the nation have so many problems? Well, there's too many kids raising kids. And the problem with that, they have not reached an adult frame of mind. But the Bible also tells us once again that mind starts at a child. And develop. There's a stage of development where that mind develops with the help of his elders. It develops up until a point when he becomes an adult. He does the things he's supposed to do. And that's told us in Proverbs, chapter 22, verse number 6. 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he gets old, he will not depart from it. See, this is what it's lacking in the young generation. They're not being trained or taught the way that they should be taught. Just like we just passed Christmas. Well, a kid needs a mind-developing stage as he goes through being a kid and develop up to, up to an adult. We teach him those things that are necessary to grow up to be a proper adult. But you always run into those people that want to give you a lot of confrontation. And that takes the training away from everybody else. You hear them in the background making a lot of noise. Well, that noise is talked about in Sharat chapter 11, verse 8. It says, answer not before you've heard the calls. Neither interrupt men in the midst of their talk. Get it right. Once you hear it, you will know. Because we know there's always a history of the world past and the world present. You have to remember our history starts from our birth to our death. And that's what I'm talking about now. 
But those who fail to learn history correctly are soon to repeat it. Those are people that are going to be doomed in this world and the world to come. And this is why we try to get this out there in your mind, the word of Yahweh, to let you lead that righteous way. Because, you know, we are measured by our works, according to the Bible. You do good works, Yahweh, in return, he's going to bless you with good tithes, good offerings, school, banquet hall, everything that you need to manifest yourself in a correct direction. You have to remember that when we're teaching this word, a teacher can't learn from a student. And the reason, he's giving wise counsel that he can back up from the book that he's reading. And we're speaking of the Bible. And having that knowledge even gains more experience by teaching. You see that through the seer. Now, a student can learn from wise counsel and possibly learning to teach one day themselves. And this shows in all the six counts that teach the word of Yahweh. And you see it growing up in the people in the temple that are taught them. Because we all came to hear things that most of us listening to, we never heard. But Yahweh's ministry makes all these things that are confusing very possible. And it becomes a very profound understanding. And this is through proper teaching. Some looking for that teaching never find it. These are the misinformed. They can do none of these things that we're taught. This is why the words of Yahweh that are taught in this ministry makes all this and more possible for the righteous. And that key word, once again, is the righteous. Those are the ones that don't do that. Shirach chapter 11, verse 8. Because we have to know by being, by knowing the scriptures and the Bible precepts that we're taught, we're given the knowledge to know that those out there that camouflage their evil or confused teachings. Sometimes we see that within the camp. An overly loud bump and bounce contest for righteous life, even using Bible scriptures as rebel weapons against us and no. And that's a shame. Because this comes under the six things of Yahweh 8. You can find that in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 to 19. If you take your notes, you'll find out if you fall within that realm. But this is why we mention, and we come to you, with our live broadcasts of Yahweh's ministry. We're open to you, as always, with new and exciting topics on the King James Bible. But it's important also about Yahweh's word, which we hear a lot of pastors always question. People from the Latter-day Saints, they throw the same question out there. How can you people get this much information out of this one book? Well, after they find out what we have to say, it comes from connecting the books. Your help. Rules that you should keep. Keeping the Sabbath things and much more. We do all of this because you have not. And this is the information that you can anticipate and have now found it in the voices of the Trezoid. They're open on you on the normal days that are not Sabbath days from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And those normal days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event, like today, Friday and Sabbath day, as the CR said earlier. And the top part of Sabbath usually on Friday starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath 
on a normal Sabbath day is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. Also, we have a website address. And to use this on any search engine, enter tribeyaja.com. And I mentioned this a second time, but you have a lot of people that have trouble trying to get to the website. But once again, on your search line, if you put in tribeyaja.com, click enter. And once again, look for tribeyaja.com. Dash Israelites. Just go down that list and you'll find it where it says Dash Israelites. And under that, you will see a big line. And you'll see some choices. One being ties and offers. Get PayPal and follow those instructions. However, on any other device, you might see menu. But after clicking links, you'll still see the choices. Still choose the ties and offers. Okay, so remember what it tells over must have used the book of Psalms. Chapter 96, verse 7, verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the aqua, O your kindness of the people. Give unto the aqua, glory and strength. 8. Give unto the aqua, O glory, do unto his name. Bring an offering and come unto his court. Now, I always remind everyone that's listening to remember that Yaqua loves a cheerful giver. And also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures that are mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse number 30. And once again, mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, to verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you blessings like Walmart. Also, for building a school, a bank call, radio station, and land to go to help you continue to speak up on this program. I will read that law. Also, out there, when you're in that same spot, check out our calendar, which is there to help keep you and your family in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. For also our live program, this is a feature that's available during our broadcast time by entering three words on the search one, Radio Live. And after clicking on look for Voices of the True Israelites and click the red live button as soon as it appears it will put you right into our live online broadcasts. Also, we have a few numbers you can call with the offline line. If a live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This would be our international number where you can call and leave a message on those Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by anyone of the six nine accounts of Yahweh's ministry. Now, also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you, when you're discouraging, click our prior telephone. Also, by calling that same number, you can order what our members know of the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, all the confusion going on, we ask that please do not try to contact us here through email, phone, or text before broadcast or after. The WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, answered many memos, and even now, in addition to that, 
the Latter-day Saints. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of today's program, you can always listen to the entire show after 10.30 p.m. by entering three words, Yaqua Radio Live. And after clicking on it, for Voices of the Truth device, Live the that job. Just choose the program that you are late logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen. And also, during our normal broadcast broadcasts, we're also simultaneously transmitting our information on Peltalk, which can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or computer, even nowadays, your smartwatch. Sure, you've downloaded the Peltalk app. We will be listed under ethnic group, African American. When you get there, look for Voices of the Chiselites. Try the job down. You'll find our room will hold 50 or more listening participants. So Yahweh's Word will also be working for your Bible education. An online there to answer those on-the-table topics we discussed during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tears Israel, along with the Seer Israel, writing shotgun. And during this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two tech questions answered at a time. And the broad talk ends before teaching time, our teaching will continue on Delta. But remember, the information I just gave you on Delta, we used to be quite adamant in logging into Delta and listening to the broadcasts, which can still be done. Yahweh be with you all. All right, Yahweh bless you all. That's excellent, Yahweh. That's excellent. So, um, you you mentioned a profound statement on the fact that the matter is we know it's going to be a land school banquet hall and radio station. We clear about that, but we know we don't have oppositions all the way. So after we get the mothers in, Elder, I want to uh, read a verse that is already prophesied about what you just got through saying. See, one thing about it, I'm a great note-taker. I believe I'm a, I'm a better note-taker than trying to do what I'm doing right now. I love to take notes. So after we bring the mothers in, get, get all the mothers in, Elder, I want you to look at that EZRA chapter 4, verse 12. We're going to read down until we get our point. He's a book of, they're going to talk about something that you just got to say. I want to put a precept to what you said based upon the land, school, radio station, banquet hall. They got something written about that. We're going to talk about that in EZRA chapter 4, verse 12. And uh, after we bring the mothers in and get things going for take number three, this is called a feast of dedication, which is the eight-day feast. It's just like tabernacle. All in between is called bonding and bonding first day you wear your white garments and the last day you wear your eight your white garments in between you wear your royal blue or brown or green. But the royal blue is really the one two punch. So now, we understand all this good stuff. So let's see if we get the mothers in and we're gonna see if we can get something going on on a piece of dedication. 
And then we're going to read, we're going to preset what the elder said in EZRA chapter 4, verse 12. We're going to read till we get our point. And then we'll get into the tape of the Feast of Dedication, tape number 3. Live broadcast. This is this live broadcast. So now, um, let's see, can we bring the mothers in? Let's see, can we bring the mothers in and Make sure they on stage, ready to go, and take care of this business, and dust their job for Mother E, one of the mothers out of Camp One. Y'all probably bitch that seed, right? Y'all probably bitch that seed, Israel, or Caesar, or Louis Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Mother Z, another one of the mothers out of Camp One. Y'all probably bitch that seed, right? Mother Z ain't, ain't, ain't in here. Hallelujah, Yahweh. All right. We'll get in a little bit later. Mother D.F. Israel, another one of the most out of Cap 1. Yahweh, bless you, see Israel of C-Royal. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Down 21 and 22. 
and Moab up Israel mean 14 down to verse 19, the book of Isaiah, Moab up Israel, have me Isaiah 44, 14 down to verse 19. All right, El, let's go to that EZRA, El. Let's see what EZRA chapter 4, verse 12 says. Let's, let's read a little bit. Don't take your time, El. The world is listening over 900,000 strong on the international side, and they're listening and grand style, so bring your A game and get in that microphone and come on. In the book of Ezra, chapter 4, reading verse 12 says, Be it known to the king that the Jews which came up from the us are from Jerusalem, the Jews, building up the rebellious and the bad city, and have set up walls thereof and joined the foundations.
then they will pay, not pay toll, tribute and custom. And so thou shalt end damage the revenue of the kings. Uh, 14. 14. Now because we have maintenance from the king's palace, and it was not meant for us to see the king's dishonor, therefore we sent and certified the king. Hold that point. You say now, and since we are being nourished by you, that would mean by uh, manus, Canaan, since we've been nourished by you and we are under your rule, we think you need to know if the Yahweh's voices of the two Israelites set up that school, Banquet Hall radio station start growing their own food, we're going to be in trouble because that's going to be the kickoff into our, to our ruin. So now, they got the king's attention why the snitches, they call these the snitches, they call them the day, they call them, what words they use today? I use words, they call them informants or what words they use? Informants. I can't now. It was another word they used for this right here. They got another cold word they used for the one that runs and tells the matter. I can't think of it right now. It might come to me later. If it comes to anybody on the panel. Uncle Tom. That's another word. So what now? Elder? From the top, Brother Sierra, they call you Uncle Tom. You can't hold your tongue. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's got another word for it, too, Elder. I, it, it'll come to me <laughs> later on. It's a new word they use now, uh, the informants. They got another word for them, the informants right now. They got another word for them. It'll come to me later, but we leave that alone. Verse 15, come on. Verse 15, yes. That search may be in the book of the records of thy father. So thou shalt find in the book of the records and know that this city is a rebellious city and hurtful unto kings and prophets. That they have moved sedition unto the same of old time, which caused this city destroyed. Sixteen. Sixteen. We certify the king that if this city be built again and the walls thereof set up, by this means thou shalt have no portion on this side of the river. You hear what they said? They said now if, 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 hold on, Hill. They said now if this uh, land, school, banquet hall, and radio station be set up, set up, Yaqua's bosses of the two Israelites, then, then we know we're in trouble. So we know that, so it's already written that the opposition already got in their mind. They know once YHWH, Yahweh, bosses of a two Israelite, get off into their own, growing their own food, got the students in, and the young, the young ones, you know, it, it, it's hard to deal with the older heads because Christianity has set in real deep. But but Yaqua still can deal with that too. But we got to reach the younger ones 
the war that's getting on the push right now crying because their parents was not able to buy them nothing. And the parents that was able to buy their kids something, they they come to school and they'll prance around with what what you get for Christmas? What you get? What you get? Oh, nine, 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 you didn't get nothing. See, that is a bad feeling because they have been, not been taught the true meaning of December 25th ain't got nothing to do with Christmas, Santa Claus, buying presents. <laughs> when you read John chapter 10, 22, 23, the Almighty Psalm was he came out of Nazareth 70 miles to keep that eight-day feast, and we're on a third-day feast. The feast ain't got nothing to do with Christmas, Christmas trees, Merry Christmas, Santa Claus doing anything, all that stuff. It's paganism from saving the devil. But what happened to those that people have lost relationships because they was not able to buy something, and the woman or the man have broke away from the relationship and get around somebody that can't do it. Again, nine months later, you got something going on different because of the paganism that's been set up by the world scene. And that's why we call on the broadcast to tell you plainly, the preachers that receive your tithes, free will offering, and donations, they wrong. Because they never taught you the true meaning of December 25th, they are wrong. But you say, well, they didn't know. Well, they don't know, they're supposed to seek information to know. Because if you really want to know the truth about December 25th, you listen to the broadcast. And, and then if you want to help the people and not help yourself, you will understand December 25th, is a day that the children of Judah, Benjamin, and Levi recaptured their land and temple back from Esau and his five sons and the other nations that was in with them. It started in 145 B.C. when the children of Israel lost their temple and brought in the abomination of desolation, and Yahweh let it go for three years, and then he sent in the hand of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon to whoop Esau and his five sons and all other nations with him and beat your body there. And they said, same day we lost this three years ago, we have gained it back. So now what we want to do is celebrate this throughout eternity, December 25, 148 B.C. It's in the last taping exactly, exactly what happened. So you take the last tape, tape number one, two, and you tie it in together on a, on a piece of dedication, you know clearly December 25th is a dedication day of the children of Israel regaining their freedom back and be able to worship Yahweh with the, uh, matter of fact, um, mother, of Israel, help me have this. Write this verse down for me, Luke 1, 67 through 72. That's how the Spirit operates. So write that verse down for those here. Luke 1, 67 down to verse 72. Have that, just, just have that in writing. And I'll come back and ask you about that verse. 
Okay, okay, Luke. I couldn't. I didn't get the book. I didn't get the book. What book? Luke. Take your time. Luke. We got we got plenty of time. Remember. I know we, we your voice is fading. Hold on, hold on, brother. We gonna we gonna take care of all that. We gonna repeat it again. And remember one thing. Our job is to edify this national audience over 900,000 strong to understand that this December 25th got nothing to do with Merry Christmas, nothing to do with hog eating, nothing to do with none of that. We're going to break it all down. But the spirit of Yahweh gave me a verse in Luke chapter 1, 67 through 72. Just had it land to the side waiting on me. Now, Getting back to what we own, that's how we come humble. But we have to help those that need to help them want to understand something. We can always be in this trouble on all these holidays that, that man have created. It ain't got nothing to do with the Bible. And your, if your pastor teach Christmas, if you got a Christmas tree and lights and, and all that going on, your preacher is not right. Can you bottom line? If he don't know it, he's supposed to know it. Because you don't get behind a automobile or get in an airplane and you can't fly it. So why would you get in that? Why would you all sit and go, oh, we need a pilot to fly this airplane? You say, I volunteer, I do it. Hey, you know, no, I ain't never rode a bicycle. Well, why would you want to go get up in an airplane and, and kill yourself and everybody to get in there with you? The same thing about these pastors. If they don't know this, shame on them. But you know about tithes, free will offer, and donations. But you don't know about the true meaning of December 25th, shame on you. He'll make it and going to make you shorter than a midget by continuing and that understanding. Now, so now we find out um, in EZRA, Elder, we find out that that the snitches informants told the big king, look, let them people put that temple back up again and, and build the walls back up, it's going to damage your revenue. So let's make sure we put a stop to them. So he said, I'll tell you what, I ain't never heard about no Y-H-W-H-4-7-2-is-like. So he said, so he, so, so he said something. And verse 15, they made a what in verse 15 again, Elder? Elder, an EZRA 415. What did they do again in 415 of, of Ezra? Come on. And Ezra, chapter 4, verse 15, 15 says, That search may be made in the book of the records of thy fathers, so that thou shalt find in the books of record, and how that city is a rebellious city and hurtful unto the kings and prophets, that they have wounded sedition with the same of old times, for which cause was this city, which caused this city to destroy. Oh, oh, okay, well, hold that point, hey, Um I'm going to let... Uh, Mother E, is up. look up the word called sedition for the national audience. What do you mean by they have moved sedition? 
and we're paying the same of old time. What's that word mean for the national audience, Elder? I don't know what that word means, and when you got to say hallelujah, well, hey, Mother E, pick this up at verse number uh, You got it already, Elder? That's what you said. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In verse 18, I mean, what's that word sedition mean for the national audience? Sedition. It's an overt conduct such as speech or organization that tends toward rebellions against the established order. Sedition often includes subversion of a constitution. Oh, oh! So, so they have moved sedition within an old time. That means they were rebellious against the system. So they, otherwise, they were rebellious against Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, Lord God and Jesus, and sun worshiping. They, they was rebellious against what the other nations have set up. Well, you know, well, hold that point. I gotta get a precept out of that. Hey, Mother E, I gotta get a precept out of that, Mother E. I need a precept. I know you. I, I swear you got your five markers, mother. You put that. Put the mark in on wherever you holding, mother. Mother, I need a precept on that. So you mean the sedition means they didn't want to hear about your Christmas, Easter, or Thanksgiving. They, David, and they had a meeting place to come and to help those that had it here. Now I need a precept on that, mother. Let's find out what they got written in the book of Esther, E-S-T-H-E-R, pertaining to that. That's how the spirit operates, Mother. Let's see if we find out some more information on that, Mother, and E-Z-R-A, Ezra. We want to find out uh, what is what is mindset coming from, Mother. We want to find out what is mindset coming from. We're going to E after E-S-T-H-E-R of chapter 3, Mother. We want to find out if there's any record on this mindset that goes on continually even to this day. Let's see what we can, what we can read, Mother. Um, let's see what I want. E-Z-R-A. See, now I'm all over the place right now. But that's, it's very important for me to come up with this verse, Mother, Mother E. In EZRA. So now, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it somewhere, Mother. But I'm I'm struggling right now, Mother. I mean, I'm struggling big time on coming with the answer. So if one of the mothers want to help those say out, because right now I'm struggling on coming up with the with the answer. Let me let me look into the Bible then. Let me look. So I'm struggling right now, waiting till it's coming in my head, but it didn't. So let me look, unless unless one of y'all gonna have to say out. So that, I, I think this statement has been made, and and what happened, the world just looked at what has happened in ancient days, mothers, elders, and what they do, they go back and read your records. And they apply the same records of old as they apply today. The body company you in the mind. 
And see, once they get you at a point that you do not understand the laws that we read in last night lesson in the book of Maccabees, chapter 1, verse 49, hey, Moses, hey, Israel, read that read for uh, those here in the national audience in 1 Maccabees 1, 49. Can you read that? And, and Mother, Mother E, tell me Esther, chapter 3, Verse 8 down to verse number 10, 8 and 10. I thought you want to tie that in before we get back. See, that's how the spirit of Yahweh operates. You don't never know where you're going. That's why when you hear something, you got to deal with it. So now, Mother E, I mean Mother D of Israel, can you help the national audience out in 149? We'll read verse 48 and 49. Uh, what it says in First Maccabees chapter one, verse forty-eight and forty-nine. What's for that, mother? Mother, uh, First Maccabees, First Maccabees, chapter one, verse forty-eight and forty-nine. Mm-hmm. And we read verse forty-eight. They that should also leave their children uncircumcised and make their souls abominable with all manner of uncleanness and profane nation. Forty-nine. To the end, they might forget the law and change all the ordinance and change all the ordinance. Look at Esther, chapter 3, 
verses 8 to 11. Verse 8. And Haman said unto the king, Ephraim, there is a certain people gathered abroad and dispersed among the people and all the promises of the king. And their laws are diverses from all people. Neither keep they the king's law. Therefore it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. Verse 9. If it please the king, let it be written that they may be destroyed. And I will pay 10,000 talents of silver to the hands of those that have the charge of the business to bring it into the king's treasure. And the king took his ring from his hand and gave it unto Haman, the son of Hamadah, that the Agar enemies. Verse 11. And the king said unto Haman, The silver is given to to thee, the people also to do with them as it seems good to thee. Verse 11, and the king said unto Haman, the silver is given to thee, the people also to do with them as it seems good to thee. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm missing my hit, mother. I'm missing something. I'm missing my hit. Who is this Haman? I'm, I'm missing the verse. I ain't hearing... They they tell you who this guy is, mother. But I'm kind of I'm struggling right now. But they got a statement about who he is, mother. He's um in verse ten. It tells us who this Haman, this uh, Agagite. This is um the Askenazis, the, the one you call today Askenazis. So this had this. Eskenazi mother and verse ten. Can you read verse ten again for the national audience, mother? What it says in verse ten is Hamadatha, the Agagite, which is called an Askenazi. He's the what mother in verse ten? Three verse ten is in three ten. Okay. Chapter four. Verse ten. Hey, mother eight. Hey, Mother E, chapter 3, um, verse 10. Yeah, chapter 3, verse 10. Hey, Mother E, let's start all back over because really I'm, I'm kind of all over the place right now. But start back over again in Esther, chapter 3, verse 8 down to verse 10. It's, we got plenty of time. There's a message in here that we're going to tie this precept in. So... In Esther, E-S-T-H-E-R, chapter 3, for the national audience, said, okay, 
Go to verse 8 down to verse 11. Take your time there, mother, and, and deliver the knockout blow in. E-S-T-H-E-R, chapter 3, verse 8, 9, 10. Come on. Esther, chapter 3, verses 8 to 11, right? And Haman said unto the king, Esther, there is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people and all the promises of the kingdom, and their laws are diverses from all people. Neither keep they the king's law. Therefore it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. Verse 9. If it please the king, let, let it be written that they may be destroyed. And I will pay 10,000 talents of silver to that to be to the hand of, of those that have the charge of the business to bring it into the king's treasure. And the king took his ring from his hand and gave it unto Haman, the son of Haman, uh, doctor, the Abigail, the Jew in me. Judah's enemy, huh? Judah Benjamin Levi, Simeon's enemy. So he says, my mother, my mother, what, what would you say for a minute? Now, he says that he told the king that, you know, you got a certain people that have been scattered abroad. These people have been scattered abroad. And uh, I just want to precept that for the national audience sake, um, Mother D.F. Israel, just for the national audience sake. Could we come on to edify the national audience? And what people is, what people is this that are scattered abroad? Let's go and see can we find out what people are talking about. There is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the province of the king, and their laws are diverse from all other peoples. Neither keep they the king's law. Yet, they don't keep the king's law. So you. So remember when we were reading the book of Maccabees, they, this is where the Maccabees got it. They had your records. They know to keep Yahweh always kicking you in the rear because you will not keep his laws, statutes, and commandments. And they know if they can get you to not keep the true laws, statutes, and commandments, then Yahweh got no choice but to pay you no never mind. Because he ain't gonna deal with you until you until he recognized you from the pages of the book. So they read so so the king the mother read in the book of first Maccabees chapter one, forty forty nine, he was reading this. One of his big dignitaries said, Listen, if you get the children of Israel, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, 
to not do the Bible, then the Almighty would not help them, and we can whoop them back. We can whoop them real good. So all we got to do is, is tell them that from now on, through hog eating, chicken and cow eating, and just mess your stomach up and have all kind of high blood pressure and everything else, because we're not going to tell you that in Leviticus chapter 11, that kind of food you're supposed to eat. See, we're going to hide your records and burn your books up. And that's what they're doing today. So now we find out here where they're getting their record from about destroying your mind, and then you'll do everything that the nation's doing. And that's what you're doing right now. And you're doing the, the Christmas, the Merry Christmas, and the Get where my president up under the tree, and you're doing it right now? And you keeping Sunday instead of Friday night to Saturday night? And you're doing that right now? Yes. So he didn't go right him. He said, these certain peoples that have been scattered abroad, they ain't gonna, they're not going to do right. So he said, these peoples right here, um, hey, Mother E, he said, something else he said, Mother in 13, now, we need to read verse 13, Mother. Mother E. What did he say else about these people in verse 13? Esther 3.13. What did he say? Look at Esther chapter 3, verse 13. Uh-huh. And the letter was sent by post unto all the king's armies to destroy, to kill, and to cause to Priest. Cause to perish. And cause to, to, to kill and to cause to perish all young Jews, both young and old, little children and women. And one day, even upon the 13th day of the 12th month, with you tomorrow, Ada. That's good. That's good. So now look at that mother. Look what we got here. You mean that it's records on exactly what to do that they're doing today. It's records. The letters went out and were sent by the post. That You know, that's called a postman, you know, today. Mail. To all the provinces. Until all the king's problems to destroy, to kill, and to cause to perish all Judah, Benjamin, Levite, and Simeon, whether you both young or old, even little children and women, in one day. They said, We want you to kill, I want you to kill them all in one day. And what's the reason you want to kill, what's the reason you want to kill them for? Hey, Mother E, tell me up those here. Fuck with those here for a minute. What is the reason you want to kill Judah, Benjamin, Levite, and Simeon according to Esther chapter 3, verse 8? What? what why do you want to kill Judah, Benjamin, Levite, and Simeon according to 3, verse 8? What did it say that, Mother? Um, because they were diverse from all the nations. Let, let's, okay. let's read a little bit, Mother. Let's go read. We want to edify the national audience. 
We're going to edify the national. Why, why do you want to kill all of Judah, Benjamin, Levite, and Simeon? We want to edify the national audience according to Esther chapter 3, verse 8. Just take your time, mother, and deliver that knockout blow in verse 8. It's already in record. What does it say in 3, verse 8? Uh, Esther chapter 3, verse 8. And Haman said unto King Asher, There is a certain people scattered abroad and, dis- and dispersed among the people and all the public of the kingdom. And their laws are diverted from all people. Neither keep they the king's law. Therefore, it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. So, so he said, it, it's, no, it's not to the king's prophet to suffer them. He said, since they don't want to keep, they don't want to keep the king, they want to keep your Christmas, your Easter, your Thanksgiving, they want to eat your hog, your chicken, your cow, and they don't want to do Sunday. They want to do Friday night, Saturday night. He's a king. They ain't fit to live. You can't go no further. If, if, they, if they do and continue and spread this thing in the bubble, you're in trouble, king, So they ain't fit to live. Ain't that something? He said, now, these people just have been spread abroad. Now, mother for the national audience segment, who are these people that have been spread abroad that we can read? We're going to, to Peter chapter 1, verse 1, mother. Then we're going to James 1, verse 1. We're going to let the Bible find out what people is he talking about that have been scattered abroad. He said, they're not fit to live because they ain't going to keep what we put on the table. We got a... Uh, uh, Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas trees, eat all the hogs you can get your mouth on, especially on January the 1st. We got all them laws that we do. But you got a people's called Yahweh's voice over to Israelites saying, we don't supposed to eat that kind of stuff. Okay? So, and you to my letting them get back into land school, banquet hall, and radio station, we in trouble, King. Because if they set the walls up, we're in trouble. If they start teaching the young youth, small youth, that you ain't got to be crying because mama didn't buy you nothing for Christmas. And then the young men don't want to be teasing one another. Nah, 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 mama didn't get you nothing, and I got something, see. So we're going to break that spirit. That's why we tell those that got an ear to hear, get in where you've been in that land. To grow your own food, school, eat your babies properly, banquet hall, check them up and shake them down, and your own radio station. But you see what they did for us through that? They said, look here, we can do what we want to do. It's our radio station. Okay? So everything is a spirit, but, but, but we know all these things must come to pass. That's why we got to get in what we but we've been in it and get prepared to have our own. And that was still his reading in EZRA. 
is a king. And you let, you let Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon sit the walls of you in trouble. Same thing he's saying today. If you, if you let this ministry, Yahweh's voice of the Jewish right, continue to talk that good talk and wake the peoples up, you're going to damage the revenue. They ain't going to be eating that Chinese food. They're not going to be eating that whole and that cow and that chicken. They ain't not going to be eating no beans, rice, and spaghetti. That stuff that clogs the arteries all up. You see? To get, get we lose. We lose. So we got to do everything we can to slow that ministry down called Yahweh's voices of the two Israelites. So you see, it's all this, and they look at your records on how to deal with you today. By your records. You see? So now what people... There's a certain people that have been scattered abroad and dispersed among the people. Now, mother going to precept that and find out who are these people that he's talking about in Peter 1.1. Hey, mother, be up Israel. Who are we talking about? Come on, let's read a little bit. Come on. Peter 1. Okay. First Peter, chapter one, verse one. Peter, an apostle of Yahweh the Son, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galilee, Cappadocia, Asia, and B. I don't know that word. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, mother. So he talked to the stranger, you're scattered. So what stranger you talking about in James one one? What the, what is the name of these strangers, mother? Let's see if we tie this in with the precept. Who who are these strangers you talking about in James and James one one? Who's he talking about, mother? D up Israel. James one one. Okay. James one one. James chapter 1, verse 1. James chapter 1, verse 1. James, a servant of Yahweh and of Yahweh the Son, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. Oh, so the one that's scattered is the twelve tribes. So this right here, when we read in Ezra, Esther 3, verse 8, there is a certain people that scattered abroad. So with the precept that Mother D of Israel came up with in James 1, 1, it's the 12 tribes. Now, Mother D of Israel, help those see out now. Who are these 12 tribes in 49, 28 of the book of Genesis? Let's, let's, let's tie it on in. Let's tie it on in for the national order to understand that this prophecy about these, there is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people. You should not suffer them to live. That means you should kill them. Why? Because they don't want to keep your Christmas, Eastern Thanksgiving, and sun worshiping. And they don't want to worship the white man Jesus and the, and the white woman and the white baby. They don't want to bow down the statues. So they ain't fit to be getting nowhere. Because this 
going to damage the revenue. If we can't put out how one of our Satan working on, on them, tell them, go and get your Christmas trees and do all that bowing down, you know, that ministry is very hurtful to everybody of the economy. You see that? So you see what's going on here? Here is him. So this is what they were pulling that from. Well, Mother read in the book of Maccabees, chapter 1, 48 and 49. So we got to remove these books so we tell our Christian pastors today, look, we're not up under the law. We're up under grace now. We ain't got to keep no laws. We're up under grace. Everything on the left side of the book is done away with since our Lord Jesus Christ have came. Well, that's the case. Then what was our Lord Jesus Christ doing in St. John 10, 21, 22, and 23? He was keeping the feast of dedication. And, and you're not going to find a, a feast of dedication nowhere in the 66 books. you got to get the books that were taken out in 1885. So why was he keeping it? Because it wasn't done away with. But it was done away with to keep you sin against your mighty one, and as long as you sin against your mighty one, he cannot help you. So we're going to read that. Excellent. So now, so now we clear that in this verse of Esther 3.8, it's talking about Judah, Benjamin, and Levi. And he says in verse number 10, the sentence of Esau, the Haggagites, which is called Amalek, that is Judah, Benjamin, and Levite's enemies. Now look at that. Ain't that something? You, you mean all is in his book? Yes, it's in his book. But you got to be in the ministry that know how to unlock this mystery. And it starts by you knowing who you are. So we're going to bring our young lion in. He's going to tell you all about the broadcast, and he's going to read me a verse over there in... Um, Verse 3 of the book of Thomas. Then we're going to first bring the young lion in. Uh, young lion, Makai, one of them up and coming teachers out of Camp 1. He'll tell you all about the broadcast coming on. He come back with our elder. But after you tell us all about who carrying the broadcast, the young lion, then I want you to read Thomas chapter 3. Huh? Thomas chapter 3. Because here's the point. Listen, you they got you as... African American, Negro in color, and supercone, and black. But that's not none of you. That's not you at all. Right? As long as you identify, and Christian, as long as you identify with that, and Muslim, as long as you identify that, you will never see yourself in this book. You will never see by reading Esther chapter 3, there is a certain people that scattered abroad and dispersed among the peoples that ain't fit to live. Don't suffer them. Let's kill them. Let's kill who? Let's tell you in verse 13. Let's destroy them and kill and the cause make them perish all Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. And who are we going to kill? Let's kill the, the young ones right there in verse 13. Let's kill the old, even the little child and the woman. Let's kill them all. You see, you see that mindset? Why do you want to kill all these people? Because they don't want to keep what you got on the table. They don't want to eat, they don't eat your hog. 
your chicken and your cow, so you want to kill them for that? They want to kill your Sunday? Because they know that's the wrong day. They want to call this name Lord God and Jesus Christ and Allah and Buddha and Jehovah. You want to kill them for that? Yes. Because if they get upon that one name, then according to Zechariah 9.14, YHWH will be seen over them. And then he's going to start busting some heads. And they know that, see. They'll do everything they can to keep you away from this ministry. And do everything they can to keep you uh, with alligator pockets where you not contribute to the ministry for a land, school, banquet, all the radio stations. They don't give you all excuses not to donate, contribute to this ministry for the land, school, banquet, all the radio stations. Okay? And your own people's going to be the one that got the alligator on them. Notice, um, can't reach in their pockets no more. For what reason? Land, school, radio station, and banquet hall. We got to get it. It's up to you. Wake up. So we're going to bring our young mind in. And remember one thing. we on all week at 730. So you, now you know the elder one kicked this off. So the elder put this on the table. So now we all we done was take the notes and let the spirit of God take care. So now we're going to bring a young line in and we'll get back with our elder. And we grabbed the young line that came on stage. He's going to tell you all about the broadcast. He's going to read what, what Tom, you know, a guy called Dowden Thomas. Yeah, well, I said, come here, come here. You, come, 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 come here, man. I want to talk to you. Let me tell you something. You put this in your book. And, and young line going to read in verse 3 what Yahweh told Thomas to put in the book. You got it? Good. Let's see how to bring that young line in, that young Roaring line out of Camp 1. And see if he's ready to holler in that microphone. And is he coming peacefully? We're going to find out. So when you meet me online, Brother Makai Israel, one of them up and coming teachers out of Camp One, got to be to that thing ready. Brother Makai Israel, got to be to that thing ready. Now, now WCC, where is the microphone at? See, <laughs> you and brought him on so hard, we're going to mute him for a minute. Go back to the hill. Now, listen, listen, listen at that. Go back to the hill. You see that? You see how they roll? All right, y'all, let's go back. A hey, hey, young lion, when, when they'll release your microphone, say hallelujah, why, young lion. Right now, WCC said go back to the hill. But you um, brought him on too good. Now, you don't got too happy. So, hey, yo, let's go back to what we said in EZRA. With all that understanding, coming back to the we're coming back here to EZRA. It don't take much to get those fear happy because once you hear the right precept, here in that very same hour, he'll say what to say and do. And I believe that. So now we see what 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 is just come from today. They look at your old record and they say when they violated against the records that they agreed on doing, that'll be their ruin. So long as they're doing all these things contrary to the Bible, then we can live another day. But once they stop doing the things that is not written in the Bible, then we're in trouble. So, it, so, so that's why you see they fight so hard to do what they're doing. You got it? Good. Now, back to our elders. 
Let's go back and hear that conversation again over there in EZRA, Elder. They talked they talk with him pretty good. And he had some, uh, that's another word they called informants. They call that another word now. They call them another word. That's, it's a high-tech word they call them now. They don't call them informants no more. They call them another word. And this is what we read right now. It'll come back to me, that new word they got for uh, what you call, what Elder say they was, uh, got that word he used. Hey, uh, what that word you used again? That last word you said they was called, or what, Elder? Elder, Matthias? Now, where the Elder at? Here, we're going to mute the Elder for a little bit, too. Ain't that something? Well, who ain't mute? Uh, hey, Mother E, is, is, is you still Mother E? Y'all probably did you, Mother E? No, I'm ready to see Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mother dear of Israel, y'all probably did you see, right? Yaqua, bless you, still Israel of Seawall. Hallelujah. Okay. Sister BSJ Israel, you listen real good, Sister BSJ Israel. She said, I ain't ready to keep that microphone at here. But I I'm getting I'm getting ready to keep the microphone real soon and that's a great thing. Now so um we find out so elder Mr. Tibbs and and Brother Micaiah, once y'all microphone is back ready, say hallelujah. Well, right now, the WCC saying we're going to mute your microphone for a minute or two. So when, once you're ready to go, then release your microphone just say hallelujah. Well, so now i got to make a, a, a slight detour now because right now we're going to find out something on the way of finding out something. No, I'll tell you what. Hey, Mother E. No, Mother D.F. Israel. Let's go back to the EZRA. It's still some more left. It's still a little bit more. A couple of shots left in that EZRA, uh, Mother D.F. Israel. But we know you got, remember, we know you brought five or six markers already. We, we clear you got five or six markers. And you got all your markers in the book, so that's a great thing. So we're going back to EZRA, Mother D.F. Israel. And we want to read, you mean, all this record is in the book and how they operate today. It's telling you, and you don't need the Old Testament no more, because that's done away with. But you go back and read it to deliver us up. You see what they do? Hypocrite. Say, you don't go back and do it, but they do it. Okay, mother. And EZRA, mother. Let's read verse um, 15 again. Or verse 15. Oh, see, I've got half right. on the third day of the speech. 415 of EZRA, what does it say? Ezra chapter 4, verse 15. The search may be made in the book of records of your father. So shall thou find in the book of the record and know that this city is a rebellious city and hurtful 
unto kings and providence, and that they have moved sedition within the same of old times. For which cause was this city destroyed? I guess so. He said, this here, he said, if you look at King, before you give him all that leeway to get back up off of that thing, you better watch yourself now, verse 16. Verse 16. We certified the king that if this city be built again and the walls thereof set up by this means, Thou shalt have no portion on this side the river. Mm-hmm. Okay. You see a whole lot of stuff going on. Verse 17. Listen, take your time, Mother. You, you own something now, Mother. Do the best you can there, Mother, in verse 17. Well, are you right about that? Verse 17. Then sent the king and and answer unto Ru-Ara, the uh, chancellor. The counselor. The counselor. Is that counselor? And to the yep. S, the strive. Yes. And to the yep. rest of their company that dwell in Samaria and unto the rest beyond the river peace and at such a time. Mm-hmm. Verse 18. Take time, Mother, on verse 18. Verse 18. Okay. The letters which you sent unto us have been plainly read before me. <laughs> you say, Mother? Hey, look at it. Yeah. Look at it. That, that, that informant that sent that message that he was over there where the children of Israel, he was over there in Samaria in the northern part of Israel. So he sent uh, uh, the donkey uh, the carrier to carry the message to the king. He said, look here, mm-hmm. I'm over here, we over here, we start seeing them putting the walls up again, and they they trying to get that land school back with all the radio stations going again. He said, look at King, you, you, listen, you better um, check their records, because if they get back into that spot again, it's going to be down on our Christmas, Easter, and Thanksgiving, and New Year's. So he said, and the King said, I plainly had the letter read before me. Let's see what he says in verse 19. Now, the king said, I have received a letter. He answered them back now, his informants. They got a new word for the word called informants today. I can't think of it right now. It's a new word they call them. It'll come back to me later. Mm-hmm. They got a new word for those what? that be always got the long neck and stretching and peeping on on what you're doing and running till them out. That's a new word for it now. Come back to me now. Verse 19. Verse 19. And I commanded, and search has been made, and it is found that this city of old time has made instructions 
against King Insurrection against kings and that rebellious and seduction have been the page there. He said, he said, hold on, hold on, hold on. He said, look at this. He said, I'm playing the red. I, I had to go do the research. Go, be, go bring me the information about them uh, Yaqua's boys over to his wife. We heard it. They something else. He said, now, the records have been plainly read before me. He said, you snitches and you, those who got the long uh, giraffe, giraffe necks, You've been peeping good for me. I appreciate that. He said, I got that. He said, now, I read the records now about these peoples called Yaquah's voices of a two Israelite. What did he say in verse 20? Verse 20. There have been mighty kings also over Yaqdah Judah, which have ruled over all countries beyond the river and tolls. Um, and custom was paid unto them. Ain't that something? Hold on, mother. Hold on, mother. You hear the man friend? He said, it's mm-hmm. records that once upon a time ago, the world paid Judah, Benjamin, and Levi Simeons. They had to come and bring their offering to you. Now, what preacher, what Christian pastor have ever told you that all we know about us, that they had to bring us over to America because we had no clothes on and we was eating one another. That's all. And we were dumb as all our dough. And no preacher of a Christian pastor have ever said, no, you once was, um, there have been, Mighty kings over Judah, Benjamin, Levite, and Simeon, which have ruled over all countries. I mean, why they can't never, why we don't pay our tithes? We will often donate. Why we don't know nothing about that? Why they got the degrees on the wall and we don't know once one time ago the whole world paid up? Every nation came in and dropped their 10% down in their pockets. Because we were the center capital of the world. So whatever move they made, they will stop by and pay us. It, it said it's in the records. But I don't know what one Christian pastor that ever read EZRA chapter 4, verse 20, and told the congregation once upon a time ago, did you know you was, you was the big wheels? Everybody came and, and put some money in your pocket? You thought you always been... Uh, no. This is what builds the people's back up again. This is the record you need to be telling your young babies. You always get to tell them about you watching, they watching everybody else getting ahead, but we was once ahead. But manipulation got us in bad shape, but now we try to show you how to come out of this thing by giving the king back his hog, his chicken. His cow, his beans, his rice, forget it. 
and coming back and giving Sunday back to him. Keeping Friday night, Saturday night. We try to tell you what get Yahweh to get back be saved over you. See? But you got a lot of them that look just like you gonna fight against this. That's your preacher. They even don't tell you this. We gonna tell you to you. On the third day of the Feast of Dedication. Now, so now skip down to verse 22, Mo. We, we, we can't stay up too much longer for time's sake. Skip down to verse 22. Right. Um, Ezra, chapter 4, verse 22. Take heed now that you fail not. I mean, fall not, I mean, fail not to do this. Why should danger grow, I mean, grow to the hurt of the king? Don't let them get back into any type of shining of bright light. Let them get back off into where they got to get to. We in trouble. You get them with a food, a banquet hall, they can grow their own food. They gonna smell up their nose at our chicken cow and 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 hog. See? So we got we got to do everything we can to discourage them. See? That was a snitch. Remind them of that. You see, it's a snitch. I can't think of a name they use for the picture today. We found, we found out on the way to find out something? Okay, good. Since, um, this station said, look here, uh, uh, how long are you going to leave the elders and the young lion's microphone mute? As long as we want to. Huh. Okay. Hey, your radio station. Now, first, so now, Mother Mother E. You know, we hold a lot of things, but see them got happy. Because one thing about it, in Isaiah chapter 44, can you help those see out? Now, give me that verse I, I told you to write it down and put it aside for me. Isaiah 44, verse 1, 21 and 22. Let's see if we can make a little, another little slight detour, Mother. Mother, Mother E. Make a little slight detour for a minute. Let's find out what such a, a fuss about this ministry and and look what they say. Here you got over nine hundred thousand on the international side. How many you think is pro Y H W A sports is ever true is right? Hmm. I don't know. We know you're gonna stack the debt. We know we know that y'all are the primary listeners on the international side. We clear about that. But but he got a verse Written in a, a mother, mother D.F. Israel. They got a verse written in 36, chapter verse 8 of Ezekiel. And you have to see out in 36, verse 8. But it is a verse that will answer your question. Ezekiel 36. Yeah, verse 8. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 8. Read. But you, O O mountain of Israel, you shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people 
of Israel, for they are at hand to come. Ain't that something? But mother, so mother, we at what mother? Hey mother, what is Yahweh's boss number two is like? We are we at what? We we and are at hand to come. Verse 23 and verse 24. Verse 23. 
Sing, O ye heavens, for the Yahweh has done it. Shall ye, Lord, Lord, for shall ye, lower parts of the earth, break forth unto the same, ye mountain of forest, and ever tree therein, for the Yahweh has redeemed Jacob, Israel, and glorified him yeah, in Israel. Verse 24. Thus said the Yahweh, thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb. I am the Yahweh that makes all things, that stretches forth the heaven alone, that spreadeth it brought the earth by myself. Ain't that something? Now, that big part of that mother, but in last night's lesson, mother, that part of it there had been taken care of. Who, who is this Yaquah doing all that? So you got to go back over the taping and piece of dedication, take two, and that break down who was the Yaquah that have done all this great thing. So you got to. You got to keep up. If you miss a class, you miss a lot. So in take one, two, it takes care of all that who that is. So we're not going back over that. You got to go back over take one and two. Now, Mother E, be a business. Yes, be a business. Now, give me 44. Mother D of Israel, now it's now time for you to deliver, Mother. You, I know you wrote it down. You got it ready for us here. Ezekiel, what was that, 44 verse 14 down to what, Mother D of Israel? You wrote it down there, so what we got? 14 to what? Mother D of Israel? All right, right down, Ezekiel. I couldn't ever hear you what you said. Ezekiel yeah, 44. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hold on, Mom. Don't, don't, don't cut those cells. You might mess this train of thought up. Take a deep breath. Now, I said something in Isaiah 44. I said, write this verse down for me. I know it started Isaiah 44, 14. Now, how far are you going down in Isaiah 44, 14? What verse to what? 44, 14. 44 to 19. 14 thank, to thank 19. You, thank you, Mother. Mother, thank you. Thank you, Mother. 14 to 19. 14 to 19. Come on, Mother. Mother, 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 44, 14, and 19, come on. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 14 to 19. Verse 14. Mm-hmm. He healed him down, sister, sister, and taking the, uh, what is that? Press, thumb press. And, and the oak, which he 
strengthened for himself among the trees of the forest. He planted and ash and the rain doeth nourish it. Fifteen. Hold that point, then, Hold that point. Hold that point, mother. Hey, mother, I, I might break in on every time. I'm Hold that point. So now he said he healed him down of cedars and taking up of cypress and oak. So he's about two big expensive trees, them big old expensive trees. They hewed them down and then they cut these big trees. He said, it's going to be a people way up the road going to be cutting down big old trees. They call it cypress and an oak. So there's going to be some people, this is prophecy to come. In Isaiah of 700 B.C., he said, Isaiah, write down what they're going to do. They're going to be, it's going to be a people that's coming Way up the road. Matter of fact, how, how long up the road? Hey, Mother, Mother E, how long up the road in second book of Samuel 7:19? How long, how long up the road people's going to be? He said, now, it's going to be a people that's going to come, and they're going to cut down every oak tree. You know, with his sentence. Tree 
on top of the hood than wonder why it smashed in. You see, you see, and guess who was lined up to do that? Yes. African-American, Negro in color, and Hispanic, uh, and Latino, and Mexican, and Puerto Rican, all them pagan names that we got. We would line up getting them trees. You see that? But he prophesied here. He prophesied this was going to happen. Verse 15, mother. And what, and what are you going to do with verse 15? Take your time there, mother. You own something. Verse 15. Isaiah, Isaiah 44, verse 15. Then shall it be for a man to burn, for he will take thereof and warm himself. Yea, he kindles it and bake bread. Yea, he maketh a yaquah and... Worship it. He maketh it a graven image and fall down there too. Verse well, 16. What do you mean? What do you mean by Well, I don't fall down to it. Well, how do you get your present out from under the tree, Mr. Preacher? How did you get that gift box? How did you get it? Did the big teachers have to take you by your arm and... and and rear you down on your knees and get up under there and get it. You got to always get your present. You got to bend down to get it, Mr. Preacher. Somebody has to bend down. If you can't get your bad knees down, somebody has to get down. Because they said, we got you a present, uh, Pastor, up under the Christmas tree. So how did you get it? Huh? You got to bow down and get it. Or somebody, or them big diggers got to, got to hold up on your arm and, and lift you down. Always get your present. You gotta bend down and get it. Good. And where's the next model? Verse sixteen. He burneth part thereof in the fire. With part thereof, he eateth flush. He rotate roast, and it satisfies. Yet he warms himself and say, Aha, I am warm. I have seen the fire. <laughs> Verse 17. And the residue thereof he maketh a yaqua. Even his graven image he fall down unto it and worship it and praise unto it. And said, Deliver me, for thou art my Yahweh. Verse 18. They have not known nor understood, for he has shut their eyes that they cannot see, and their minds that they cannot understand. Verse 19. And none consider. In his mind, neither is there knowledge nor understanding to say, I have burned part of it in the fire. Yea, also I have baked bread unto the coals thereof. I have roasted flesh and eaten it, and shall I make the residue thereof an abomination? 
Shall I fall down to the stalk of the tree? Ain't that something? So, Mother, you tell me, according to what you read, if I've got a tree anywhere in my presence and got presents and barber things all on it, that is what in the eyes of Yahweh, according to verse 19 now, in the eyes of Yahweh, that in the last two lines, what is the good word? You go to the church and they have a present up, or you go to their house and they present at a tree in their house. According to verse 19, Eyes of Yahweh, what is that, mother? What's that big word they got in verse 19, the last Abomination. Ain't that stuff. You hear that, mother? So how many preachers you know that got abomination in their church and in their house? How many that you know? Huh? Abomination is in their house. When you bring that tree in your house, Mr. Preacher, and you put the presence up on it, that is a abomination in the sight of your maker. Is that what we're reading verse 19 of? Well, read. Well, read verse 19 again with a little more audio, Mother. Come on. Get, get a little herb of tea in there, Mother, and read verse 19 again for the national audience. Verse 19. Isaiah forty four nineteen, and none consider in his mind, neither is there knowledge, nor understanding, to say, I have burned part of it in the fire. Yea, also I have baked bread upon the coals thereof. I have roasted flush. And eaten it, and shall I make the residue thereof an abomination? Shall I fall down to the stalk of the tree? Mm-hmm. You see, see, back in the south, they had stove called the, the uh, pop belly stove. Mm-hmm. When you cut a tree down, it was for you to put it in the stove and to bake. It was never designed for you to make that a abomination to Yaquah. The trees were for, because you didn't have no gas, you didn't have electric and all that kind of stuff. So the trees that you pulled to cut down back in the south, it was for your pop belly stove. You put in the pop belly stove, open it, that, open it pop belly out, and you put the, the wood inside of that, and on the top of it, you have it like you call it, like a oven or something. You can call it what you want to call it. And that's where you bake your bread up. That's what the, the true meaning of having to cut down the trees. The cedar trees and the oak trees, you cut it down small enough that you go back to the south, you still, you see them right now. They got wood stacked in the back. For that pop belly stove, and that pop belly stove, you put the wood in there, and then it, it won't be a whole house. You don't have no electric company sending no 
nothing going on. You have the big pop belly stove. In that same pop belly stove, you put your what you need to cook on. Uh, can I get a hallelujah walk from, from one of the mothers on that? Can I get a hallelujah? Anybody give me a hallelujah walk on that? Hallelujah <laughs> Mother, 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 that's what it was designed to. But this man got in there now and changed it all around and tell you now, you got to put presents up on there and do the December 25th. They got nothing to do with the true men of December 25th. See, you did. So you know what he really did, uh, Mother E, in the 20, in 2916, Mother E, Isaiah, what, what had this man really did to our minds? In Isaiah 29:16, mother, can you help those see out in the national audience what have you really did to our minds on December 25th? What really happened? 29:16 of Isaiah, mother. What happened, mother? Mother, Isaiah chapter 29, verse 16. Hmm. Surely you're turning a thing upside down. Stop it there, mother. Hey, mother. What don't happen again, mother? Call what you just got through reading. What don't happen again? This thing that done what? Turning things upside down. This thing been turned upside down. We we don't have a clue that December 25th ain't got nothing to do with no Santa Claus. Ain't got nothing to do with no Christmas trees, trees, and no presents. Got nothing to do with today. Yep, this thing been turned upside down. And guess what we gotta do? Straighten it out. Now so we gotta put on a straighten them out. Now mother, mother, mother E. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter ten, verse one. Now we get we'll get a precept on what mother read. We're going to Jeremiah ten one. And the big dignitary let me know. See we can mute Whatever microphone we want them. Here, this is our radio station. We can mute with whoever we want to mute. You right? That one? Jeremiah 10-1. What is that in 10-1? That's a little bit, Mother. Mother E. Jeremiah 10-1. Jeremiah 10, verse 1. Here, E. Just read a little bit. Here, E. Hear ye the words which the Yahweh spake unto you, O family of Israel. Verse 2. Thus said the Yahweh, learn not the ways of the nations, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. For the nations are dismayed at them. Verse 3. Yep. For the, for the customs of the people are vain, 
Well, one mm-hmm. cut it a tree out of the forest. The work of the hand of the workman with the axe. Mm-hmm. Well, they take it with silver and with gold. They fashion it with nails and with hammers that it move not. Besides, they are upright as the palm tree, but speak not. They must need be bone because they cannot go. Be not a prayer of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it it in them to do good. Verse 6. For as much as there is none like unto thee, O Yahweh, thou art great, and thy name is great and mighty. Okay, seven. Verse 7. Who would not fear thee, O king, a nation? For to thee do it appear. For as much as among all the wise men of the nation and in all their kingdoms, there is none like unto thee. Mm-hmm. Verse 8. But they, are, but they are altogether rooted and foolish. The stock, the stock is a doctrine of vanity. Mm-hmm. Ain't that you, you, you hear that, Moses? He said in verse 8, but they are... They are all together brutish and foolish. The stop is a teaching of vanity. That stuff that you're doing on December 25th is vanity. That is a stop of foolishness, according to verse 8. When you, when you, when you bring a tree in your house, back in the south, they brought a tree in their house, and put both planks up on it and nail it down to the wooden blow. Now, ain't that something? Now, they had, now, now you got it now and come into boxes. You got to stand to it now. But back in the South, you go get the trees and you cut out both pieces of wood and then you pop the wood up on the tree and nail it to your wooden blow. Now, you, now you know that stuff. Put holes in your blow. To, to take the tree and put it in your front window, then somebody will say, Let me see, where your tree at? Where's in the front? Well, I'm in the back of your house. And you got to pull it up from the nails and take it in the back and show them, show them the tree that you are brought out for us and nailed on your floor. He says, verse 8, Jeremiah 10, verse 8, but they are altogether brutish. And foolish. The stock is a teaching of vanity. You see, you say that's nothing. Now you went out there, and you're gonna spend all that money to get you a tree, 
and you'll spend all that money for what you did. And it's only going to last you a few days. Now you got to throw the tree out. And there is the garbage man say, I ain't picking that tree up. So now you got to put that tree somewhere to wizard it up his own. And you need and you got people come all over the world to your community. They come right to your pastor's church, and they sit out there, and, and your pastor tell them, bring me a couple of them in the, in, the, in the church. Bring me a couple of them in here. Everybody buy a tree from the truck, or you go to one of the local stores and buy one already put together with the stand in it. He says, this right here, According to what he tells Isaiah, see I mean Jeremiah, verse eight. But they are all together brutish and foolish, a stock of doctrine of vanity. So how many preachers got a stock of vanity? But he will tell you, oh, they didn't pay your tithe. We will offer them donations. You see them. And, and you go hook, line, and sink on that. But do you, do you know what it says, uh, Mother D of Israel? Do you know what it says in the book of Sirach, chapter 12, figure verse 1? Just let me show you what the Bible says behind that. Sirach, now this is here in the book of Sirach. Now we're going to the 12th chapter, Mother D of Israel. Let's see what Yahweh says about you dealing with these pastors. We're going, to, we're going to find out now, Mother. We're going to the 12th chapter of the book of Sirach, the book that was taken away from you. And Sister VSJ, people are looking to that red book and people that red book to follow along. And let's see what it got written. And I say go to Sirach 12.1. A mother dear of Israel. What Sirach twelve verse one says. Let's see what he says about this about this radio. Twelve verse one. Sirach chapter twelve verse one reads When thou wilt do good, know to whom thou doest it, so shall thou be be thanked for your Benefit. Hey, they don't know how to Verse 2. Verse 2. Do good to the Yaquali man, and thou shalt find a recompense. And if not, from him, yet from the Most High. Verse 3. There came no good. Um, there can no good come to him that is always occupied in evil, nor to him that giveth no arms. Verse 4. Give to the Yaquali man and help not a sinner. Verse 5. Read verse 4 again, mother. mother. Hey, mother. Read verse 4 again. Verse 4. Give to the Yaquali man and help not a sinner. Well, wait, hold on, mother. Hold on. So, what is what is a sinner? What is what that mean? Uh, a a mother, mother. E? What's the biblical definition of a sinner? 
First John chapter three, verse three, three and four on the, on the right side of the book. What do you mean? He says, verse four, give to the Yahweh man and help not a sinner. What what's that supposed to mean, mother? That we can read in First John on the right side of the book, chapter three, three and four. What's that supposed to mean, mother? That we can read. First John chapter three, verse three and four. Mm-hmm. First John chapter three, verse three and verse four, verse three. And every man that has this hope in him purify himself, even as he is true. Verse four. Whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. Oh! Sin is the breaking of the law, statutes, and commandments. He says in verse 4, Give to the Yahweh man, but help not a sinner. If your preacher is breaking the law, statutes, and commandments, the Almighty told the sinner to tell you, you don't help him. Now, he's going to tell you why you don't help him. We're going to read why he said don't help him. If he's not keeping the law, or, or maybe you got a she as your pastor. If she or he is your pastor, your overseers, if they're not keeping the law, statutes, and commandments, the angel told the seer, saying, put in writing, don't help them. Let's find out why. Verse 5, brother. Come on, mother, dear, Mr. Reverend. Five, read a little bit. chapter 12, verse 5. Do well unto him that is lowly, but give not to the unyakwali. Hold back your bread and give it not unto him, lest he overmaster you thereby. For else thou shalt receive twice as much evil for all the good thou shalt have done unto him. <laughs> you mean Yahweh tell you what not to do, and you do it anyway. He said by you doing that, helping a sinner that's not keeping the law, stepping in the commandments. He says, what he says in verse number five, he says he gonna bring on you twice as much evil on you for doing what you just got through doing, because you're doing it up on the emotions and con- traditions. You're not following the Bible at all, and that's the reason the Protestant Church in 1885 removed these books from you, because they ain't gonna never read this with him. And they don't want you to get nowhere near this. They want you to make sure you understand you're up under grace. And don't understand that grace is only means of mother. Mother, he helped me out for the definition of grace. Let's go to the book called Titus 2.11. Let's get the Bible definition of the word called grace. What do it really mean? What do grace really mean in the book of Titus 2.11? Read verse 10 and 11, Mother. Let's go and take care of 
a Bible definition on this word called grace. Uh, the pastor will tell you grace means that you ain't got to keep no law. He done everything. But let's go see what the Bible says, the Bible definition of the word grace. We're going to Titus chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. See what the Bible says about the word called grace. You're not up under the grace, you're up under the law. Okay, we're going to find out, do the Bible support what you say, preacher? And Titus 2, 10 and 11. What does it say that, Mother E? The book of Titus chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. Titus chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. Yes? Yeah. Titus chapter 2, verse 10. Not prolonging, but showing all good that they may adore the doctrine of Yahweh, our Savior, in all things. Verse 11. For the grace of Yahweh that brings salvation has appeared to all men. The grace of Yahweh has appeared to all men. The grace of Yahweh has appeared to all men. Now, now, mother, you better deliver the knockout blow on the Bible definition of grace. Here we go in verse 12. Here we go the Bible definition on grace. Verse 12. You, you, who you talk to me, uh, uh, Mother E? Definition of being right. 
So grace is not that you don't have to do nothing anymore. Okay, I'll give you a point, case in point. You're behind on your light bill, and you say, look, Mr. Light Company, man, uh, um, I need some grace. Don't cut my lights off. I need a little grace. It's, well, how much How much do you need, um, Grace? I need about to my next paycheck. When you get paid, well, I get paid once a month. So you want me to keep your lights on for another month? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you give me the grace to keep my lights on another month? I, I give you 30 days. So you got your grace. Now, tell me something. When that 30 days is up, do you got to pay the bill or do your grace remove the bill? You see that? That means the 30 days you asked for, now you got to pay the bill because you asked for 30 days to keep your lights on. It gave you 30 days. It gave you the grace period for 30 days. So now Chuck is coming to, I'm up on the grace with my life. Do that mean you ain't got to pay it? No. That means I got time to get it right. Same thing, grace. You're getting grace now by hearing Yahweh's voices of the two Israelites. We're telling you it's time to get it right. December 25th ain't got nothing to do with no stock or vanity, Christmas trees, Santa Claus, cards, giving, uh, bring a tree into your house and mill it to your floor, eating that hog. You're getting grace now by hearing this, this broadcast to get it right. Grace is for you to get it right. Grace makes the grace is to make sure you understand now how to get righteous. And mother, get ready to read the biblical definition of how you get righteous. Let's read it, mother, 625. Let's see what it says, mother. Deuteronomy 625. What's that, mother? Mother, eat. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 25. And it shall be our righteousness that we observe to do all these commandments. Before the Yahweh, our Yahweh, as he has commanded us. You see that? So you're getting grace by hearing Yahweh's voices of a true Israelite. Six nights a week. All week we'll be coming on at 7.30 because it's a feast day called a feast of dedication. You're getting grace now by hearing it to tell you come back to the law, statutes, and commandments. Grace don't mean you don't got to do nothing, Mr. Preacher, because if you tell your, your bill collector, man, you need grace, you say, well, how much time do you need? I need a few weeks to pay this bill. Okay, he's going to come back in a few weeks and he give you your grace. I mean, you got to pay him when he come back. Or then you get the truck outside putting your stuff out there on the streets. You see, you see, you see how them turn the thing upside down? Grace don't mean you can do what you want to do. You can sit on your head and come back into, you know, that's Christianity. It's not a Judaism. Grace is something that you ask for, and then you get your money together, and you take care. You gain grace every time you hear the six anointed camps come on this broadcast. We're telling you, get away from that foolishness. Now, come on back, mother. D up Israel, and read that verse again in verse number 5 down to verse 7. Now, listen good. Now, remember, this is the angel coming from heaven talking to the field. 
Look what he said in verse 5 down to verse 7. We're in a book called Sirach. Chapter 5 down to verse 7. This is the book that the Protestant church in 1885, they knocked this way from you. You know, if you read that, we can't govern over you, govern your mind no more. If you read the books that we've taken out, then you ask your preacher. Hey, preacher, between Malachi and Matthews, is, uh, what's going on between Malachi and Matthews? Oh, them the years that our Lord Jesus Christ wasn't talking. You, he wasn't talking for 400 years? Oh, no, he wasn't saying nothing. Where you get that from? Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. So you, so that intermission page you see between Malachi and Matthews, them is 400 years. Your preacher tell you today. You don't need to worry about that. That's the years that our Lord Jesus Christ wasn't talking. You see that? Now get over there and pay your tithes, people off his donations, sit down somewhere. You see what he did tell you do? See? Them the years he was doing plenty of talking. He was putting the finger on Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. But they removed this from you because you think you African-American, Negro, and Latino. See? That way you think you are, you respond to being Mexican, Puerto Rican, and Latinos. Where that in the Bible? Was African-American, Negro, and color. Where that in the Bible? See that? You ain't going to find none of that. But you know why you don't find none of that? Uh, I'll read that Mother, Mother E, 2837. Let me show you why you're not going to find none of that. Deuteronomy 2837. Let me show you why you're not going to find African-American, Negro, and color and Latino and Mexican and Puerto Ricans in the Bible. Let's, let's read why. why. 
What he said to Hyde in um, 28, 47, 46 down to verse 50. And Mother D.F. Israel, I mean, Luke, hand me that. Then I had you write down that Luke chapter 1, 67 to 72. I know you got it in yeah. right, Mother D.F. Israel. Luke chapter 1, 67 down to verse 42. I was coming back to that when the spirit of Yahweh get me there. But Mother E. In the 28th chapter, Mother E, verse 46 down to verse 50. Pass the ordinance out, Mother E. Chapter, uh, Deuteronomy 28. Yes, ma'am. 46 down to verse 50. Help, help the national out on what he got. Now, since we are by word of the Proverbs, he's going to tell you why you're going you, you to be called a by word and a proverb. The reason why you call Latinos. Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, and Peruvians, African Americans, Negro, and color, and super coons. Here is the biblical answer why these titles is on you by being a proverb and a byword. Mother, he getting ready to read it in the 28th chapter, verse 46 to 50 of Deuteronomy. What is it say that, Mother E? Deuteronomy, chapter 28. Verse 46 to 50. Verse 46. And they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder, and upon their seed forever. Verse 7. Because thou suffered not the Yahweh, your Yahweh, with darkness and with gladness of mind, for the abundance of all things. Verse 8. Therefore, shall thou serve thy enemies, which the Yahweh shall sin against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. And, and he shall put a yoke of iron upon your neck until he has destroyed thee. 49. Yahweh shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the ends of the earth, as swiftly as the eagle flies. A nation whose tongue I shall not understand. Verse 50. A nation of serious conscience, which shall not regard the person of old nor show favor to the young. Oh, yeah? Uh, mother. You said that verse, mother. Who is that, mother? Let's go back to uh, Esther. Who, who, who is not going to have no favor on the young, the old? Who, who, is, who is that, mother? When you precept your Bible, mother, mother E. Ooh, who's he talking about? They're gonna have, they're gonna have, um, they're gonna have, they're gonna have no regard to the young, the old. They're gonna kick everybody in the ring. Who's he talking about, mother? Let's go to E Z R A, mother. I mean Esther, E S T A T R. Who, who fit this? Who fit this, mother? Let's go and see if we find out who fit this right here. Who are they talking about? 
this is this is a it's a cold word for those who gotta understand who they are. And let's see who who fit this mother. We going to Esther, and we gonna look at we gonna find out who fit this in three in the third chapter. I'm all over the place right now. But now I'm all over the place, mother. And three verse ten. Who who fit that, mother? And Esther three verse ten. Who fit that? Three ten. Book of Esther chapter three verse ten. And the king mm-hmm. took his ring from his hand and gave it to Haman, the son of Hamadak, the Aragog, the Aragog, the Jew. The Jews and me, Yahweh's enemy. Judah's uh, enemy. Somebody's enemy. Uh huh. Judah, Benjamin, Levite, Simeon, enemy. So he had him, he had him the king to do what, mother? Verse eight. Verse eight. And Haman said unto the king, Asherah. There is a certain people gathered abroad and dispersed among the people and all the promises of the kingdom. And their laws are diverse from all people. Neither keep they the king's law. Therefore it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. He said, not to the king's prophet to suffer them. So then the king said, well, well, what should I do with them? In verse 13, he said, if not, he says, this king, it's no good to have these people around with their mouth gone. So the king said, what What should I do to them, Haman the Agagite, the sinners of Esau, translated day after the white man and the white woman, and the nation that helped them out? He said, what, do, what is your suggestion that we should do to Judah, Benjamin, Levite, and Simeon, the one you call African-American, Negro, and color? What, what, do you, what is your suggestion we should do to them in verse 13? What is that, mother? Verse 13. After chapter 3, verse 13. And the letter was sent by hope into all the king's armies to destroy, to kill, and and to cause to perish all Judah, both young and old, little children and women, in one day, even upon the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month Good. Adar. to do the Romans mother, that was a prophecy in that twenty eight verse forty nine and fifty. So now we understand exactly who was gonna do the children of Israel in now by having the the written records called the Bible. So now we go back to twenty eight chapter verse forty nine and fifty mother. We should be cooking in dying grease now. So now we know exactly 
this prophecy was fulfilled then and is fulfilled now. So now we read 28, 49, and 50 again, mother. We should be cooking in fine grease, mother. Come on. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 49 and 50. Yahweh shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the ends of the earth, as swiftly as the eagle flies. A nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. Verse A nation of serious content, which shall not regard the person of old, nor show favor to the young. They, 
you didn't learn that Spanish tone that you got now until you were taken back to Portugal and Spain. That's when you got that tone. That is not your native tone. That tone was beat on you exactly as the tone was beat on us, the English tongue called the English language, the king's language. The tongue we spoke was the Hebrew tongue. All 12 tribes until Christopher Columbus and Herman Cortez whooped that tongue in you and set up schools and taught you the Spanish language. That is not your tongue neither. So when you proud of vanity, that's because you haven't been taught right neither. For those that got the Spanish tongue, those that got the, the Spanish tongue, whether you Latino, Mexican, or Puerto Rican, that's not your native tongue neither. Your tongue is Hebrew. That's why you got to know who you are. When they came over here and got your forefathers and mothers, you spoke Hebrew. That's why Christopher Columbus brought interpreters that can speak the Hebrew language. Because that's the language you had. Now, I got to get a precept on that. Look at WCC. Here, you got the precept that. All right. A, a mother, mother, a, a mother, he, no, mother, dear visitor, I know you're holding mother. I know you're holding me that loop. But I need a precept, mother. Can you help me out? And Luke, I mean, Acts 21, mother. Can you help me out in Acts 21, verse 37, 38, and verse 40? I want to make sure that the ones called them deaf, them pagan names like Spanish, Puerto Rican, and Mexican, African American, Negro, and color, and Jamaican. That's the tongue. Find out what tongue the Pope had. That we can read. Mother Dear Israel is going to come deliver the knockout blow by going to Acts 21, verse 37 to 38, and verse 40. What do you say there, Mother? Acts chapter. Acts chapter 21, verse 37 to 40. Verse 37. 37. 40. Hold on, Mother. 21. Verse 21. Verse 37, 38, and 40. Acts 21, 37, 38, and 40. Um, Acts 21, verse 37. And as Paul was to be led into the castle, he said unto the chief captain, may I speak unto you, who said, Canest thou speak Greek? Verse 38. Are not thou that Egyptian, which before those days made an uproar and led us out unto the wilderness 
4,000 men that were murdered. Verse 40. And when he had given him license, Paul stood on the stairs and beckoned with the hand unto the people. And when there was made a great silence, he spake unto them in the Hebrew tongue, saying, Ain't that something? So when Paul was speaking to the nation of Israel, mother, Judah, Benjamin, yeah. Levi, and Simeon, Paul was speaking to them in what tongue? Hebrew. 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 He was not speaking to them in English. He was not speaking to them in Spanish because they didn't know nothing about that tongue. He was speaking to them in Hebrew. The people of Israel, they spoke Hebrew. Precept, mother. 22, 1 and 2. Acts 22, 1 and 2. Precept. Acts chapter 22, verse 1 and 2. Read. Men's brothers and fathers, hear you my defense, which I make now unto you. Verse 2. And when they heard that he spake in the Hebrew tongue to them, they kept the more silent. And he said, Oh, so when they were speaking Hebrew to them, they didn't say, what kind of language is that? No, no, that was their tongue. When, when, when Paul started speaking to me in their native tongue to the people over the king's head, the people got happy and they read back and listened because they had their native tongue. You didn't lose your tongue until the Englishman beat that tongue in you. The prophecy of it, you, a tongue you didn't understand was the Spanish tongue and the English tongue. You had been beat into that tongue. You had to go to their schools to be taught the Spanish tongue, and which is a Latin tongue, and you was taught the English tongue. You didn't even say outright when they hit you side your knee with them, with them sticks. You didn't say out the way they want you. They did show you how to say out the way they want to hear you say out. You had another name for ouch, another syllable for ouch. You didn't say ouch the way you're saying it now. That tongue was beat into you. See? See, all this information you have to know. Now, um, mother, I got to pull one more rabbit out the head behind that one. Mother, dear Israel. See, the Bible would tell a story it just that's why it's so important for the land, school, banquet hall and radio station. Don't you want your little grandbabies to finally hear the truth? You know, if you want to give up on yourself, don't give up on your babies. The book gotta stop somewhere. So contribute to this ministry. And you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna get a land school back with all the radio stations. You know, we ain't gotta worry about them saying, Well, you know, who gonna talk tonight and, and who ain't gonna talk tonight. We ain't got to worry about the big dignitary. But say, Sir, we'll cut you off too. Well, I know you will. I know. But in the same token, we'll be saying, we're going to keep talking, uh, you know. 
So the perfect, what I'm saying, that's why you got to roll your sleeves up and get in where you fit in at. So you can't keep on sitting on the fence thinking it's going to get better because they're going to have, they're they going to change their mind and stop and take the big boot off of you. How can it? How can they? How can they change your mind by taking the big boot off of you? Is it anywhere in the records? Do you know what mother is getting ready, getting ready to read in Ecclesiastes one fifteen and precepts seven thirteen in Ecclesiastes in a regular book? See, listen. If the Bible supports all this great rainbow coalition stuff, then I'll be the first one to go with it. I'm not anti anybody. I'm just pro twelve tribes of Israel. But I read in the Bible on what Yahweh had the seers to put in the Bible, and I, and I can read Ecclesiastes 115, and Mother getting ready to read it, that you can go right on to Ecclesiastes 713. See, we can read this right here. So I can't read about this rainbow coalition. It's never to your benefit to break the scriptures. To be in a rainbow coalition, you you got to break scripture. Really? Let's just see what Mother getting ready to read in Ecclesiastes one fifteen. Hey Mother E, what you getting ready to read in one fifteen of Ecclesiastes? Book Ecclesiastes chapter one, verse fifteen. That which is crooked cannot be made straight, and that which is wanted cannot be numbered. What, mother? That which is crooked cannot be made straight. But we got people today that think what is, well, I'm going to straighten this one out. But this is one I'm going to straighten out. No, you're going to be in a divorce court and everything else. You can't straighten out what Yahweh have made crooked. You can't, you don't have the power to straighten out nothing he'll make crooked. If we read that or not, Mother, Mother, did you just read that or did I just say something just to be saying something? What did you read again in 115 of Ecclesiastes? What did you just got to read? That which is crooked cannot be made straight, and that which is wanted cannot be numbered. Now, precept that to seven. Thirteen. Let's see who hands is in this mother. Who hands is in this? What is made crooked cannot be. Remember, this is the Almighty telling Solomon. He said, "What I have made crooked cannot be made straight." Solomon, just put it in right. Only one gonna read it is Y H W H, boss number two Israelite. So now, let's see who hand is in this, mother, in Ecclesiastes 7, 13. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 13. Consider the works of Yahweh, for who can make that straight which he has made crooked? <laughs> hey, what, mother? Who did it? Who did that money? Yahweh. Who? Crooked. Yahweh. How many letters is that? How many letters is that? 
Four letters, Y-H-W-A. All right, Mother. Can I can I get a precept on that, dear Mother? How about First Corinthians uh, 10? Let me get a precept on that, Mother. Let me get a precept on that, Mother. Y'all got to get a precept on that, Mother. Yeah, chapter 10, Mother. Yeah, I, I, I got to get a precept on that, Mother. I mean, I mean, I got to get a precept, Mother. I mean, we got to get a precept in First Corinthians 10, Mother. Let's see what it says in First Corinthians 10. And we're going to pick up the verse number 20. 20 now to verse 22. Now, tell you what, Mother. Hold on, Mother. Read verse 22 first. Then we'll skip. Then we'll come back to 20 and 21. Read verse 22. You said, this is what you you got to read now. You said, what Yahweh made crooked, it cannot be made straight. Can I get a hallelujah on that? Most dear Israel, can I get a hallelujah on that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So, hey, Mother E. Hey, Mother E, what what do it say in 1022? Uh, First Corinthians. First Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 22. Do we provoke the Yahweh to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? <laughs> Are we? Are we? You mean we stronger than he? We provoking him to jealousy. He said what he made crooked cannot be made straight. So are <laughs> you stronger than he? If he made a people, a nation of people's crooked, and but you going to say, well, I'm going to straighten this one out right here. That, you say you stronger than Yahweh, huh? You gonna you gonna straighten you gonna straighten him or her out of another nation. You gonna do it, huh? I bet you find yourself in the boys court. I bet you find yourself in the boys court trying to straighten out something that Yaqwal made crooked. I bet you you end up in the the boys court. That's where you gonna be at. Trying to straighten out something that Yaqwal made crooked. He untold you in Numbers thirty six. You're going to lose your blessing if you marry outside of your nation. That's in Numbers 36. If you marry outside of your nation, you're going to lose the blessing of Yahweh. And it's written in Numbers 36, 1 through 15, when you jump up and marry somebody outside of your nation, you're going to lose your blessing. Yahweh told Moses to take care of that in Numbers 36, 1 through 15. If you marry anybody outside of your nation, you up under, you're going to lose your blessing. That was the heavenly tablet saying, Numbers 36, 1 through 15. So you, so you take it where you want to take it. You want to straighten out somebody that Yahweh made crooked, I bet you end up in the boys' court. I bet, them, I bet, them, I bet you you be up in the boys' court sooner or later. Okay, now, Mother, let's look up. Now, let's, let's go to 10, verse 20 and 21. Let's see what he says, Mother. Let's call her, Mother. Verse 20 and 21. First Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 20 and verse 21. Verse 20. But I say that the thing which 
the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to them and not to Yahweh. And I would not that you should be fellowship with them. You cannot drink the cup of the Yahweh and the cup of devil. You cannot be partaker of the Yahweh table and of the table of devils. You mean that Bible say that, Mother? Mm-hmm. You know what that means? That means, um, <laughs> and you know the two men in uh, December 25th is Yahweh came to keep the, the destruction of the other nations to get your kingdom. But you gonna jump up into a cross marriage, and now you going over and eat turkey dressing and hog, and you there for the wrong reason. You bring the presents and the tree. He said, "You are the children of Israel. You can't do that." That's why he tell you you got to have your understanding. That is forbidden for you to do that. You can't sit down at Yahweh's table. You you read Yahweh's table now in this Bible. And then I'll say you're going to put the Bible down to please your better half. Now you're going over, over Granny's house and, and mother-in-law's house. Now you eat chicken and dressing and potato salad, and you bring the present to put up on the tree. He said, you can't do it. See? But you're going to do it, ain't you? Well, i got to please my better half. Uh, I'm out there going over to her mother's house for, for Christmas, and we're going to get her present. And we're going to bring a present over there and put it on the tree. See that? Then we're going to sit down and, and thank our Lord Jesus Christ on eating uh, hog and potato salad. You see what you're going to do? You're going to eat hog and potato salad now and chicken and dressing. See that? You see, you see the man saying? That's why we come humble. We look, we're not anti-anybody. But the only way the 12 tribes of Israel will come out of this, this what they up under, you got to follow the Bible. It's nothing in the Bible telling you you will be bringing no presents and doing no Christmas on December 25th. This is an eight-day feast of dedication of you getting your temple back. And Yahweh, when you read it in, in St. John 10, 22-23, he comes here to feast of dedication on December 25th for eight days. He ate them up, drank them up, like we're doing right now, eating them up and drank them up for eight days on a celebration of you whooping Esau and his five sons, translated as the white man and white woman, out of your business. That is the true meaning of December 25th. That's the true meaning of it. It's on record. It's in the last two takes. Where the record at? Go to Peace of Dedication 1. Piece of Dedication 2, and tie it all in. That's a great series that you should give to your pastor. You know the one you pay them tithes, free will offering, and donation to. So, Mr. Preacher, I'm paying you my tithes, free will offering. Why didn't you tell me December 25th that got nothing to do with no Christmas trees, no Santa Claus, nobody giving gifts? It's got something to do with the children of Israel getting their deliverance in 148 B.C. Why can't you tell me that? Look at all the time I'm dedicated to this place. Look at all the time I'm putting in with my tithes, free with all the donations. Look at all the money I gave you, and you ain't taught me nothing. 
you don't get yourself thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire, and I'm going behind you if I don't come up out of this. Yeah? So we only come to church. And church is a ministry that's going to teach you the truth of the Bible. Help us help you. Land to grow our own food. Temple, church, banquet hall, and our own radio station. We gotta set it up. But you know how it happens? When you get in where you fit in at. Now pass me on this uh read what it says here. This is saying Josephus was around the time of the children of Israel was he was the eyewitness to destruction of, of children of Israel. This is what he wrote. Josephus a tick Josephus a ticket a a chicken E N T I Q U I T I E S. Book fourteen, chapter seven, page one ten. Antiquity. On page one ten. Let no one no one wonder that there was so much wealth in our temple. Since all Judah throughout the inhabitants of the earth and those that worship YHWA, even those of Asia and Europe, sent their contributions to it. And there was there was great wealth and this was the way we did it in ancient times. Because you not can get to the six anointed camps, that don't mean you cannot send your donations, your contributions in. Here go people that didn't have no PayPal account. They didn't have no PayPal account. They didn't have all call that uh, direct deposit thing. They had to dedicate somebody to get on their new and take the offerings to the temple of Yahweh. And Josephus made note of it. Then as Josephus made note of it, now Mother D of Israel, let's talk about Paul and the 15th chapter of Romans, verse 25. Let's see what Paul, the word they used was contribution. Let's see what Paul says in the book of Romans 15, particular verse 24. Hey, Mother dear Israel, let's go see if we put a precept on this. We're going to the book of Romans, Mother dear Israel, because you can't make it to the six account. That don't mean you cannot go to PayPal or drive your car and get that money over to the temple before we can take care of the business. Because they did it all. They came out of Asia, Europe, to make sure it was plenty wealth in the temple. Josephus, book 14, chapter 7, page 110, says they contributed, although it was a long way from the temple. So look in the mirror and see is you contributing to this ministry that teaches you the Bible the right way. Now, 
Let's go over and get a precept on that, mother. See up Israel. We're going to Romans chapter 15, mother. Now we're going to get a precept, mother. Now we're going to get a precept. And we're going to pick it up at verse number 24. And we're going to read, mother. We're going to see can we tie this in with a precept. Let's see what's going on in Paul's day. Now, now remember the book of Romans, that means Yahweh the Son was back in heaven. Let's see what Paul was doing in 15, verse 24. We keep reading and see what Paul was doing. 15, 24. Let's read a little bit, Mother D. up Israel. What was Paul doing, Mother? Come on. Romans chapter 15, verse 24. When, when soever I take my journey into Spain, I will come to you. For I trust to see you in my journey and to be brought on my way. If word by you, if first I be somewhat filled with your company. 25. Keep reading, mother. Keep reading. Take your time. Keep reading. Okay. Verse 25, but now I I go into Judah to minister unto the saints, 26, for it has pleased them of Macedonia and Archer to make a certain contribution for the poor saints which are at Jagdadu. Um, 27. It has pleased them verily and their debtors they are. For if the Gentiles had been made partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister unto them in carnal things. Ain't that something? You hear that, mother? What, what, mm. what he said, all that was going on in verse 24, it was, this, where, this, he was wham. Where he was at in 24 with that, with that good talking? 24? In Spain. <laughs> he was in Spain. He was in Europe. He says, if I come all the way over to Europe, and now and Macedonia is in Europe, he said, Paul said, I'm over there for the Gentile. That was the northern kingdom that's over there, and, and whosoever that had an ear to hear. He said, I'm over here, and I'm teaching y'all the right way. He says, I'm teaching you the right way called the spiritual way. I'm giving you the understanding of the truth. They've been hid from you. He said, but it pleased y'all at Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain what? Contribution to the poor saints, which is at Judah. They were happy to do that. He said, but debtors they are because we have 27 for if 
grieve them very, and debtors they are. Over 900,000 is on this broadcast. Do you know you in debtors by listening to this broadcast? You in debtors. Isn't you learn the truth? He said, your duties. You see what I'm saying? Your duties is. Verse 27. And, and if thou if had pleased them very and their debtors they are, for if the Gentiles, Northern Kingdom and whosoever want to be around them, have been made partakers of the Israelite spiritual thing, which is his word, their duties. Do we say duties, mother? A mother, D up Israel. Do we say duties? Hallelujah. Is also to minister unto them in what kind of way, mother? Eternal things. And that is contribution, your tithes, free will, offering, and donation. You is indebtors to pay your tithes, free will, offering, and donation on those that are teaching you the, the book. Paul told them in Spain, and they got happy. See, yeah, Paul, we'll do it. We'll make sure you got, we got, go Paul said, I got to take a big bag of money back to the poor saints. That's that Judah. Now, we're going to precept that mother. Hey, hey, Mother E, we're going to precept the poor saints that's in Judah. Who these saints is, Mother? We're going to Psalm 50, verse 5 through 7, and Mother D of Israel, precept that to 148, verse 14 of Psalm. Go back to back. Let's precept who these saints is that poor, then tie in 1432 of Isaiah. Let's find out. Who are these old saints? Let's see, is, 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 a, is it the saints over there in Utah? We're going to find out in writing who these saints is that you're supposed to make sure you minister to them and turn up things. And that is contribution, free will offering, donation for the radio station, land, school, and banquet hall. He said, you debtors, you are. You see all these people listening to this broadcast? Do you know you upon a debtor contribute to this ministry for land, school, banquet hall, and radio station? Let's find out who these saints here. Come on, mother. Y'all go and break it down. Make make those things get happy. Come on. The book of Psalms, chapter 50, verse 5 through 7. Verse 5. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Verse 6. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness. For Yahweh is good. For Yahweh is good. Him. Seth. Shalom. Verse 7. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, and I will testify against thee. I am Yahweh, mm-hmm. even more Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So, so, hey, mother, what did he, he, he call Israel in verse 50? What did he call Israel in verse 50, mother? Uh, whatever, 50 verse 5, what did he call Israel? 
Okay. You tell them my strength. Give them oh. my strength. <laughs> hey, what, what do you call your real mother? The strength. The strength. So the saints of the Bible is who, Mother, according to 50, verse 5 and 7? Who are the saints of the Bible, Mother? Israel. Now, we're going to get a precept. Now, Mother, dear Israel, now, now Mother, dear Israel, just make sure the, the grandbabies have brought you a nice herb of tea and deliver the Bible. And one thing about the mothers, the mothers will put that, they, if you get up there, mothers will drop it on you. And I like that spirit. I like that spirit. Mothers will drop, drop it on you. And that's the spirit. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.